Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. Uh, Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bala here's a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race UK Season 5. So let's raise a glass or a bottle and start spilling. The GNT. Podcast And welcome back to the live review podcast show where we look through it once and give our opinions, our thoughts. Our feelings and whatnot. It's fresh like yeah. hot cakes, isn't there it? There it is, there it is. You know, the episode has just dropped, we're ready to go, we've got our little drinks and coffees, mm-hmm. we're all set up, we're, we're good. good. We've got our background, background in performance, background in mental health, and also just major super fans and oh, respect. Absolutely. Respect for these queens. Yes. These wonderful performers. Season five queens. Mm-hmm. We're loving them. Um Yeah, first impressions of the cast. Yeah, you know what? It does take me sometimes a few weeks to okay, really warm okay. and really get into it. So I, I'm warming, I'm warming. Like, I feel you know. like that with some casts. I feel a connection to this cast. Okay. I don't know, there's just something about this ensemble and I like. I feel like there's a range of personas, there's a range of styles. I'm, I'm into it. I'm here for that. She's into it. Yeah. You know who else is into us, Tom? I want to read <laughs> some amazing reviews. We've got two here. Oh, what a segue. This from Marty85X from Great Britain, who says, brilliant. I absolutely oh. love this podcast. Boland at the Tom are fantastic hosts. Whose enthusiasm really shine through? Oh, listening to this is as good as Drag Race itself. My favorite listen by far. Wow, Marty. Very, my, very kind. Look at you. Thank you, you so are just setting the bar so this guys, season. Just, you know, don't take our word for it. Um, Marty knows. Not just from Marty. Thank oh, you so much, oh. Marty. But also from Ellen, um, who's in the United States of America. That's across the Atlantic yeah. um, over there. Lovely place. Um, cannot wait for UK5. And all of Dr. Tom and Barlow's thoughts on it. Honestly, love listening to them, whether it's about drag race or whatever. Wow. <laughs> Emphasis on the whatever at Or oh, whatever. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, I feel you, like that was shade. Yeah. T- no, that was with love. We di- yeah, we digress now and then. <laughs> sure. <laughs> From time to time, we may go on a funny tangent. You, ta- you two are a favourite pod, Kiki, uh, with three X's and three O's. XXXO. XXXO. Remember I love one? you like XO. Beyonce? No, I was no. thinking of MIA. Okay. Anyway, thank you so much for those wonderful, wonderful reviews. Everyone thank else, so if much, you guys, haven't yet written so one, go on. Stroke our ego. Give us a five-star review. Get a shout-out. Throw That's it on how it man. works, guys. Now, talking about Drag Race or whatever. Tom. <laughs> oh, my God. He's or, taking that personal, Ellen. Whatever. No, no, no. Let's, let's, let's discuss this. Let's, get, let's talk about whatever. Yeah? That apparently, that's what we do. No, I'm, in serious note, let's talk about some whatevers, which yeah. is Raja oh at the gosh. hotel. So, Sorry, at the airport. What, what, what was it? You were telling me about it briefly. Well, we don't, we don't always get into drag race drama because some of it can just be so kind of ugly. You know, the stuff that goes on on Twitter and stuff. But, this was just high camp. Here okay? it is. And trust the empress, the goddess Raja. Raja to provide us with... Tom, you need to be specific when you say Raja because Raja, there are so many now. Well, mononym Raja, not Raja O'Hara. Sometimes referred to as Raja Gemini. Mm-hmm. Sutanam rule. Yeah. Do you want me to be more specific or... Well, there's more than two Rajas, Tom. Go on then. Who? There's Raja O'Hara. Yeah, and... There's Raja. Yeah, and... And then there's another one. There isn't. Oh, come to me. <laughs> I could be wrong. You are wrong. Still it will come to me. with some of the international seasons. Anyway, um, the uh, the goddess, the empress, Raja Mononym. Um, so she was at an airport. I mean, what actually happened isn't that funny. It was the camp around it that was funny. So she was at an airport 
and she became she went to some some restaurant and she got a burger and a glass of wine and she paid sixty dollars for it and that was the first draw. Okay, strike one, <laughs> strike, strike one. one. Um, it was someplace in Phoenix Airport, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and apparently, um, a, a glass of- or a bottle. I know it's Raja, so I'm yeah, going to say Raja, a girl, come clean, girl, come clean. <laughs> I know, come clean, hun. Um, and I mean, she like us. She likes a good glass or three of wine, you know, 750 ml glasses. Um, and um, apparently, uh, a member of staff uh, chased her down and accused her of stealing a wine glass. Chased her all the way to the gate and made a scene. So that in and of itself is not nice at all. But Raja put them on blast. So the, she put up an Instagram post and it's to the effect of, I'm a bit drunk and I'm really disgruntled and I've got a few followers. So, and she just put them on blast and told everybody about it. Um, it obviously, I had to check out this place's Instagram page and they were being positively ambushed by Raja stands. And so they should be, frankly. Um, people were putting up gifts of Raja, just emojis of wine glasses. It was chaos. They were deleting comments. The, the top three posts, the comments were blocked. It was absolute devastation. <laughs> the power of Drag Race fans, when they use their power for good. Raja, just give the glass pick, hun. That's, That's what Viv said. <laughs> so Viv, what, what Viv's comment was, Raja love, just give the glass back. I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. We've all maybe borrowed a Starbucks mug from time to time. Well, you know, at Harry Potter World, Tom and I, we don't know, but we took a we took a cup. No, we may have. We did. The Hogsmeade <laughs> cup. We paid like £10 for that cup of mead. Well, they, she paid 60 So we took those as a souvenir. <laughs> she paid 60 so, yeah, so Raja I think deserved like... that glass. Let her have it. Raja did say to Viv's comment, like, um, you're missing the point, Viv, but I may be wearing it as an earring. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done that, haven't we? We've all accidentally, like, one time from the club on the way home, I didn't realise until we are in the taxi, almost home, I'm like... Oh, I'm holding on to a glass with a drink in it still. I was oh, like, gosh. oops. Oh, thirsty boy. <laughs> oops, sorry. Forgot um, about that one. I may have done it once or twice as a student. Can't say I've done it lately. One thing that I've seen <laughs> online that's really just tickled me is, and it's been all over all over TikTok and even Instagram, is, so apparently there's a Beckham Netflix series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something I've that's seen, come out. and popped there's, up on Reddit today. There's one clip that is so nice, and it's Victoria, you know, Posh Spice. Yeah. She's, talking, she's talking to the journalist about how beginnings and how they're both working class what, what's so beautiful is they're both her and Beckham from working class mm. backgrounds and then she was interrupted yeah. out of camera David Beckham's like be honest be <laughs> honest and she's like I am being honest and he's like no and, he's like, and then the camera swivels yeah. to find David and David's like the Beckham he's like be honest she's like yes yeah. he goes to her no what car did your dad drop you off in school? And she's like, no, that's not, no, no. what car did your dad drop you off in school? She goes, well, it depends. I was like, and then I went, first day, first thing, it depends what, you had more than one option? And then he goes, no, he pressured it. He goes, what car did you drop off, were you dropped off at school? And she goes, well, my dad had a Rolls Royce. And, okay, and it's like, Vicky. how dare you? Girl, you you want to talk about Vicky having humble darling. beginnings, humble beginnings, <laughs> and coming from a working class background with a Rolls Royce? What so, is that? Just the hell up, girl. Isn't it interesting when people try to create a rags to riches story oh. that isn't? I mean, certainly there's a contrast between her beginnings and where she is today, but I don't know. It's like people are ashamed to admit if they've had a bit of a privileged start in life. Mm. I guess it makes them less relatable. But like, what makes you even less relatable is telling big fibs. 
Yeah. I do yeah. like Victoria Beckham on the whole. In interviews, she comes across as dry and funny. I was like, girl, first of all, the first giveaway, you're a posh Spice. Yeah. <laughs> she was my favorite Spice girl. She's the one that I claim she, to fancy. If everyone, if anyone, if anyone's favorite and they were a guy, if mm-hmm. anyone's favorite was posh Spice, it was literally saying they were a friend of Judy. It was the, it was the code. It was the modern code back in the early noughties. Uh-huh. If you said well, that, late 90s. Well, yeah, late 90s, early noughties. If you said that your favourite was Posh Spice, yeah. it was code. It was code for, I'm gay. Oh, 100%. I don't know I'm gay, but I'm gay and it's going to come up very soon she, or in the next few years. <laughs> Just watch this space. Watch this space. <laughs> yeah. I remember pretending to be outraged when she started dating David Beckham. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, that cad. He's, he's stolen my lady. Oh, no. He's whisked my lady off her feet. God, who was, who was, was, was she your beard? Who was yeah. my beard? I think, um, who was your beard? I... I, I used to, I mean, I still think that this, this lady is beautiful, but I used to say my favourite celebrity lady, um, and I do think she's one of the most gorgeous women I've ever seen, it was Famke Janssen. I don't know her. From She was Zenny on a top in uh, GoldenEye, and then she was Jean Grey in the early X-Men films. Oh, yes. And she was okay. in Nip Tuck. The thing is, for me, gorgeous, whenever, gorgeous whenever, whenever I was younger, and I used to talk about girls, I used to talk about the girls that I used to, you know, fancy yeah. were the girls who were just so bloody talented, but I never, <laughs> ever said anything sexual. I never said like, oh yeah, want to do this. I was, I was like, oh, she's amazing. I love her so much. I would die for her. Like, she's so beautiful. I would say things like that, but I would never, ever take it to the sexual level because I couldn't. And, I, and, and I, here That's it is. It's kind of honourable of you. I, I, just, I couldn't, I, I couldn't lie. I couldn't lie and say like Beyonce, oh yeah, I want to get it. I I could never say that about Beyonce. Beyonce. No, I could never say that about anyone like that. So I was just like, maybe not. Maybe not. Look, we're here to talk about drag race. We are indeed. That's that's an example of us. There it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You caught us. (laughs) She was right. She was right. You caught us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We digress. Okay. On to drag race now, though. Yeah. On to drag race. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Um, Anything. No. So, well, do you know, I'm just really excited about this cast. I want to crack on with the episode, really. Yeah, should we do that? Well, first of all, I do want to say that I am loving some of the drama that's going on on the drag race down underground. Uh, <laughs> who is it? Oh, my, okay, everyone, look, it's just hilarious. Uh, it's Beverly Kills and... Um, Ivory Glaze. Ivory Glaze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beverly Beverly Kills said something about, I can't believe one of the most rude and unprofessional <laughs> queens I've ever met is trying to campaign for miscongeniality. Oh, I saw that on her. Fuck that bitch. Oh, no. She literally says that in her post. And she didn't mention Ivory Glaze, but then Ivory Glaze claps back, um, <laughs> saying that, oh, was, oh, she claps back at her saying, you know, I am miscongeniality. And basically, like, you know, don't yeah. come for her or something like that. She, she, you know, she returned the attack uh-huh, to uh-huh. which Bev Kills says, a oh, girl, go talk to the wall or, you know, maybe you're more comfortable with the floor. And oh I was like, goodness. oh, my gosh. <laughs> As these girls are just going at it. That, girls. Wow. Makes me think of, the, what was it when... Um, was it when Mimi M first and Willem were squabbling and Michelle Visage pops up in their comments going, girls, stop. <laughs> you know, that read Michelle that, needs to pop in. The read that Beverly Kills had for Ivory Glaze very reminiscent of, you know, do you remember when Rihanna mm. and Ciara oh, were I fighting? I that read. So yeah. Rihanna, Rihanna and Ciara were fighting online mm-hmm. and then Ciara says to Rihanna, mm-hmm. girl, you better, you better hope I don't see you on or off, or stage. off stage. To which Rihanna tweets replies saying, yeah. Good luck booking that stage you talk of. <laughs> oh my god! 
Oh my god, it's just getting way too nice. Okay, look, let's get into Drag Race episode two. The girls are back in the room. Um, no one went home. We had a lip sync for the win, to which we have nice. to say congratulations again, Miss Vicky Vivacious. Mm-hmm. First repeater badge. And to Caramel for being in the top two and getting mm-hmm. some recognition that episode. Mm-hmm. This, it's not unprecedented. Remember in season three, um, another Vicky, Vicky Scon, was in the top two with Crystal Versace. Yeah. One thing I do want to say is that I do feel Dee Dee, you know, with love, mm-hmm. that breastplate is your outer saboteur. <laughs> And, you know, it's not custom. It doesn't look custom. It, I felt like, you know, something was choking her. And I'm like, oh, no, it was your breastplate. It's, it's um, a bit too, you know, I, overwhelming. Am I, I, am yeah. I correct in saying that? I'm not, I'm not I'm, being mean. I'm just no, saying, like, it looks a bit... I'm no drag expert. Never would claim to be. Um, I think Didi actually has a really petite frame. And it's a really big breastplate. That's, it's not, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, it looks like she's borrowed it I from think, someone. I get it. No, I think it's hers. Like, I get it. Really? Yeah, yeah, I think I think Dee Dee's got her own stuff. I don't think she needs to borrow anything. Um, I get it because she wants to create this voluptuous, dramatic figure, and it's fantastic. It's just, I think I don't know. Like she's clearly a very skilled drag queen. It's Absolutely, just, it's, that's what 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 makes it unusual because she's very put together, very, polished. and it's just like a slight kind of oh, what's going on there kind mm. of thing. And I think just the that gorgeous red outfit she's wearing last week just highlighted it a little. In a way that I don't think she wanted. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm excited to see what she brings this episode. The question's asked by Thomas. Does anyone feel like they've misjudged anyone? And it's really good because we Thomas. see... Tomorrow Thomas. Tomorrow Thomas. calling Tomorrow Thomas. Now. Tomorrow Thomas. <laughs> I feel like you're like misgendering her or something. Thomas. Well, that's your name. Tomorrow Thomas, Tom. <laughs> yeah, but like Tamara's like the femme bit, isn't it? You're calling her Thomas. It's just a boy's name. <laughs> so we call Bob, Bob. I know. I've got Michael Marulli as well. Exactly. Just... We say Michael. Tom. <laughs> I just find it funny calling her Thomas. <laughs> okay. Well, Tamara. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. She asks if anyone's misjudged anyone, and I really like that Ginger just pipes up. She's like, I think Dee Dee. <laughs> <laughs> um, Didi to Miss Alexis, you know, you kind of pushed into a corner, making her feel really bad when and making her feel really, really bad about mm-hmm. you know that moment last week, in which we both agreed with. We, I couldn't see why there was this discussion and dialogue around Alexis doing so bad. I mean, yeah, we saw her fall in a bit, but maybe did we not see? everything else because what i saw was a beautiful double pirouette into a lovely split and some really good nice quite sexual and fluid movements that's i mean Um, she she is she really knows her body and it's very nice elegant ginger had that one in the barrel uh, in in the chamber rather she was ready to go with that one she was quite uh, she was quite outraged last episode i remember well Um, well, she was uh, she says that she's kind of coming she's backing up alexis isn't she but then i remember like during the mini untucked last week she was kind of saying alexis like you need to shut up girl you're bringing everyone down she she had that sentiment ginger ginger was saying that about alexis last week oh i didn't recall that it sounds like she went through a roller coaster of emotions (laughs) that episode i think um what interests me is like you know what i what i think is that dd was asked a question and she gave an answer and that's what's expected of her in this show and as cara does pipe up like a few people said Alexis. We really enjoyed Alexis's performance. The girls saw something else, or maybe it's a bit of group think. Mm. Who knows? Maybe it's one of those like, oh, she did stumble. That's a reason for it to be in the bottom. Which to us, watch as viewers, didn't it's, really add up. It's not the Alexis be in the top and then kind of 
I hope what that does and what it did is actually destroy that that voice inside that was telling her she's not good enough, yeah. making her second guess herself. She's like, well, you know, Didi needs Didi. She's you know, she says that Didi needs to zip it next time and focus on gluing her wig down properly. I was <laughs> like, oh, before coming for me, and it really gave me strong Morgan McMichael's vibes. <laughs> fix your mug, fix your hair, fix your. I mug. don't need to fix my mug, bitch. <laughs> Girl, you do. <laughs> Bitch, I am from Chicago. It really gave me those kind of vibes. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Didn't quite escalate so quickly. It um, it really is that effect. And we've seen it, and I've used this as a great example, but it happens many times, is the whole, okay, cool. I was in the top, or I've got a win. mm -hmm. I'm now allowed to speak my mind and speak thoughts that I otherwise would have kept oh, to myself. We've seen that many times. Yeah, but, but the minute they get a bit confident and they're doing well, they're like, "Cool, I'm, I'm, an, I have an authority to now speak up or think, speak out." And I, you know what? It's good. It's, it's like, yeah, come through, Ginger. Yeah, it creates. Some, <laughs> I'm like, yes, Ginger, come through, call her out. Creates a bit of frisson, which we enjoy to see. Um, so the girls come back into the room the next day, congratulating Vicky for a win. Um, Alexis is feeling a little better and Dee Dee apologises, which mm. is lovely. I mean, it's one of those, isn't it? I think people appreciate kind of like, oh, you know, next day I might have spoken a bit out of turn. <laughs> this is being filmed. I don't want to be completely demonised. <laughs> Let's at least have a pleasant conversation. They get time to go home and rethink everything. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? I was a bit angry. I was a bit hungry. <laughs> Um, I was on camera for a few hours. I was in heels for a while. Maybe I spoke out of turn. It's best thing for you. What do I need to do to fix this? I'm going to apologize first thing in the morning. The mini challenge is amazing because the mini challenge was I want to cause drama. It really That's was. Literally, I love was. mini challenges like that. I don't. Yeah, like early on in good. season two, who did they label Baroness Basic? Uh, tea or coffee? Tea Poor co- thing. Poor thing. <laughs> and then she put it in her rap. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she put on her rap this will be the last time you ever called me basic do you remember <laughs> yes. and then she got critiqued again for being basic on the runway <laughs> it's like no girl please bless her <laughs> girl honey honey darling enough perhaps enough appearing, perhaps appearing on our screens very soon so what they had to do was basically everyone randomly had to choose certain categories for another contestant and via all, a game. They're all cat puns, which yeah. we appreciate. Kate Butch had to choose who the funniest was, and it was Banksy. I, the, it's funny that Kate Butch goes, do you think that she would have maybe have gotten, given 100%. that, had any other queen 100%. got that um, bag? Yeah, it would have been Kate. She's, delegate. she's making Rue laugh right off the bat today. Mm. I mean, I like Banksy. I think she's got like a warm, dry humour. So I see where it went to her. Warm, dry, warm, dry humour. <laughs> she's got a warm, dry humour. It's a humour that's got... very general, but it's also very specific. <laughs> she's got, um, got humour like an airing cupboard, apparently. Yeah, so that's, that's, yeah she, you know, she's very like polarising, but she's actually very, you know, like, you know. <laughs> very grey, but very, very black. Mm, yes, she's got <laughs> all going on. Yeah. Um, uh, no, but yeah, I think I think if Kate hadn't been choosing, it would have been her. Mm. I find her the funniest. So do I at the moment. I'm finding her quite funny. Any other queens that I'm finding funny? Uh, do, 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 Ginger's Ginger has moments. Ginger has moments. I think Michael has has good moments. Yeah. very witty. Yeah. You know, just she just oozes that kind of. Those three need to do a comedy tour. 
Yes. As it stands here, as we're going through episode two. I think Tamara's quite a good talking head in the sense that she's not got much of a filter. That's quite funny. Tamara, for me, gives me old school drag queen convo vibes. Do you know what I mean? And I like it. Um, So Dee Dee got to delegate who the most feral was, and they gave it to Miss Caramel. Caramel. Feisty lady, apparently. Yeah. And everyone agrees? Well, yeah, I mean... I don't think she's come across as more of a fighter than anybody else, but I guess we're not in the room with her. She literally walks in banging the ground. <laughs> I guess she did. And I says, guess she did. bow down to your queen, Tom. She's just not there to make friends. I, I find her to be like a charismatic and kind of like dominant presence. But that's different to being a fighter, I think. Yeah, yeah, because charismatic dominant people tend to be quite passive <laughs> and, and shy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see that logic. No, yeah. I understand. Cool. Yeah. Vicky Vivacious gets to delegate who's the most catletic, which basically who's got the best bod, and she delegates that to Miss Tamara Thomas. She does indeed. And she does. It's category is correct. Yeah, she's The category is absolutely correct. And then Ginger, um, I guess the ironically named perfect, goes to... Didi, which is kind of like the one she thinks is kind of like delusional and a little bit busted. The thing is, I think that Rue changed it on the spot, or they changed it. I think perfect would have been who do you think's got the most perfect or who stands out as the, the most, most perfect but then she yeah is the most polished drag but then she's like now who is not as perfect i mean that's something different bro it's funnier th- to point out who's less perfect yeah and she um, gave that to dd licious it's just interesting isn't it because i do think that dd is clearly an incredibly she's skilled pr- drag queen i think she's going to be haunted by these couple of little mishaps from the first episode you know the wig in the breastplate the wig in the breastplate yeah <laughs> And then Tamara Thomas gets winner. Um, Basically, she gets an advantage for the maxi challenge. Let me just quickly say what that is. The maxi challenge this week is they need to rescue pet supplies and transform them into high fashion. Yes. So it's a runway. It's a design challenge. It's an unconventional materials design challenge. Yep. Basically, that's what it is. Yep. Now, Tamara gets to pre-select one item but also gets to choose one queen to join her in choosing one item before they all go mm-hmm. tyra sanchez um season two oh pushing over rails. pushing over rails <laughs> no it wasn't tyra that pushed no, over the rails it was tatiana, tatiana who pushed the rails tyra pulled it in front of everyone yeah tatiana and then, pushed it over yeah yeah so <laughs> she chooses and i thought she would have chosen her roommate Caramel also thought she would choose her. But she chooses, and quite strategically, a miss. Very strategic. Dee Delicious. Dee Delicious. And Dee Dee's giving her a little crash course in what to pick up um, while she's there. Just while we're here, like, Dee Dee is who I would have chosen as well, or Ginger. Yeah. I think these, based on what limited knowledge we have of their sewing skills at this point, Ginger made that beautiful maxi dress that she wore last week. Um and she does make a lot of... I think she said she's made like 90% of her package for this. Everything except one? Yeah, yeah. So that's fantastic. Clearly a very skilled seamstress. And Dee Dee sews for other queens. So she's definitely very, very skillful. She made um, several of Crystal Versace's runway looks, including her Golden Goddess look and that... Um, Damn. The 101 Dalmatians Glenn Close oh. look as well. So really, really skilled. Totally knows what she's doing. These are... 
like unless something goes wrong or I'm completely missing something, these are our top two girls of the week. I have to agree. Having looked through obviously a lot of their Instagrams and things and uh, the fashions that they brought last week, I I could be wrong, but it's only really Ginger who I picked out had made her stuff. Dee Dee um, didn't make what she wore last week, hmm. which is interesting to me. I tell you what's weird to me. It's interesting to me. It's weird to me. I tell you what's weird and quite impressive is the whole editing out the other drag queen who is going to be eliminated this episode. As the rumors go, I don't. She was asked to they, step out basically quietly this episode. Yes, unceremoniously. Okay. But they're still doing a really good job. So I'm. These I'm, editors have been working. Overtime. I'm kind of gonna. It's really, really interesting, isn't it? Because it's become a weird distraction. I could definitely see her wig in the opening scenes. Can't really spot her um, in this bit. And if if the um, if the rumours to be believed should be service as usual, middle of this episode. Okay, you say weird distraction. I don't notice anything. I'm not even looking for her because it's just so. She's not a character to be that I'm looking for because she hasn't made a presence yet. Mm. So I'm not looking to find her. The editors have done a really, really good job. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay, so that's how you think's going to do well. Do we? Who do we think's not going to do so well this week? Who do we think? Oh, I couldn't really say. Like, I, We don't know enough, do we? We don't know. I guess I could go like maybe thoughts about taste level and stuff. Um, because it's one thing making some, being able to make something. It's another thing being able to design it something that looks good for an example we know that um tamisha iman very talented seamstress mm. she and she is but then when it came to the design challenge she created something perfectly but it was uh, you know ugly well you know but she made a lot of her other pieces on the runway exactly. one of which Rue called one of her favorite dresses that she'd ever seen on the show there you are um i think an example of this could be like detox Maybe not the best example, but I remember in the the candy ball, um, what she made. Oh, that lime green. Compared to the rest of her amazing runway looks, which, you know, she hadn't made, she'd brought. But like it just, it didn't hold up to scrutiny. It was was interesting. Um, But then again, I'm looking at everybody and there were a lot of nice runway pieces last week. I can't say that anybody's brought things that really aren't to my taste or anything. The the standard holds for fashion. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is Derek Barry's ham dress. Well, it will never be surpassed. So it's kind of mean of you to bring it up because it's not fair to hold these girls to that standard. Yeah, yeah. Because if I don't see a ham everywhere, I'm not here for it. You're also neglecting to mention what she created for the book ball. (laughs) I would not be surprised if RuPaul put this in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. It's... um, there's, you know, I've cut out pictures and the colors are analogous. And what did um, Kim Chi said? It, it looks like a middle grade scrapbook. <laughs> and, and it really did. It really did. did. But these are the standards that we hold. No, okay. And in, in all honesty, if we look at quality and the standard of the design challenges for Drag Race UK, they have been high. They've when we, been really we look at good. things like. Davina the Campo using the, the, that material that the canvas bags to make that kind of oh my high fashion Burberry absolutely. We we cannot move on to the episode without discussing Aurora's blue NHS. Amazing. That outfit was just 
just wow. It was next level because of the movement and everything that it had. And it was made complete out of bits of plastic. And she was like, the Dilophosaurus from Mortal Co- uh, from um, Jurassic Park meets Katana from Mortal Kombat. It was just amazing. Some others that stand out in my mind, which I may or may not have posted earlier today on stories. Um, I loved uh, Crystals uh, from the first Season episode. One. Yeah, very kind of... Use the volleyballs on her side for that That's fantastic that he- to create the panniers. Um I thought Charity Case was hideously underrated in season three. She made that really cute kind of Mad Hatter tea party look and didn't even make it to the top three. Um, I thought there was a really high standard in season four in the paired challenge. So exactly, we, where we had Dakota and Baby. But also LaFille and Sminty were really, really high standard. So Drag Race UK really have a good history they really do you know design challenges and really killing the design challenges and i really want to see um who this season can actually join that hall of fame yes and it's gonna be if i had to put money on it it's gonna be either Didi or ginger all right so we'll just watch right up until the big you know that beginning montage of the maxi stage you know jin and we've paused it because as you know we watch it in segments to give you our fresh ideas and opinions on the moments that are happening slice by slice really yeah Yeah. oh now i'm hungry oh now i want a cake pizza cake yeah now i want a cake Mm. so um up until we've seen them run for run madly towards the materials um that's where we've kind of are up to yes i do want to say that i'm really happy to see that a lot of the girls here either sew or have taken a sewing class oh well done before girls. even this... tamara is just like i don't really sew but i took a lesson exactly i think all of Good them have all of them have like you know cracked the code oh the yeah code. they're like oh, i think there might be a sewing <laughs> challenge here's one thing that come I want on them... sasha bell yeah no no this is what needs to happen next it's not just going and doing a sewing class don't turn up to that sewing class before going on to Drag Race and using their beautiful, lovely, steamed, rolled up materials. No, 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 no. I want you to go through your neighbor's recycling bin. Uh-huh. I want you to, to t- take any rags that you've been using to clean up the house. <laughs> Old teddy bears. I want you to take carpets, curtains. is part of the audition like- tape to, at, at one point, I don't know if it still is, to like... At least the US season is making outfit of like Dollar Tree items. But you, that, you, you need to take all these really useless materials mm-hmm. and take that to your sewing class and say, Hi, I'm here to learn how to sew. And not, I don't want to learn how to sew materials. I want to learn how to sew this. Yes. <laughs> I, want, I want you to teach me how to sew this cling um, film, cling film mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to this milk bottle. <laughs> I need to fashion a garment out of this old rug. Yeah. Um, I need to make a wearable um, garment from air, <laughs> and, and you need to teach me how to sew air. And then water the elements. I need a to make a, a hat from water. Yeah. So can you teach me that or not? Because you're wasting my time. I've got other shit to do before I go on the show. <laughs> this is literally what you have to do. Um, Sewing's one thing, but then you have to sew all this other crap to get it on the show. Absolutely. I'm enjoying the name of the challenge. Pet shop girls could show you. You get it, don't you? Eh? Yes, petrol boys. Yes, very look famous British that. brand. Look yeah. at that. Now it's downtown in the dead end world. There's amazing. It's amazing that they get to get the actual editor of Vogue. Amazing. Is, what's his name? Edward Anifal. Like is he, fantastic. Is he the first black man? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. 
Who was Andre Neon Telly? Well, he was American Vogue, right? Oh. And he, he wasn't, he wasn't, he was like, I forget his role, but he wasn't editor. He okay. Was like creative director or something. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. They come in. They are going through everyone's designs and it's really nice to see for these things. I know they're going there and they're talking about, you know, their materials. But a lot mm. of the times I'm trying to see the chemistry that they have with RuPaul. You know, yeah, how it's are, they, telling are they natural? Who's Ru gelling with? Yeah. yeah. Are they natural with her? Can they make her laugh easily? Or are they, do they freeze up because mm. they're in front of someone who they know is an authority figure yes. and is important? Like, you know. A lot of the times you hear about people who can be friends with anyone, but then the minute that that person as a friend becomes, for example, someone that is their boss or an authority over them, yeah. it changes that relationship and it changes the way that you act in front of them. Uh -huh. You're no longer natural. You know, we've all heard or seen that kind of yeah. that thing come to play. And it's, it's like, who can still remain unfazed by that? Or who can like thrive under the pressure of meeting their idol yeah. and not flutter? And the people who've, for me, are coming across really like natural and mm. and just shining in front of RuPaul is Kate. Kate is just she's just um, fab, isn't she? Kate, she's very naturally funny. Caramel comes across very still, very herself, and very yeah. confident as well. Um, even Thomas, Thomas comes across very. I would, I think with Tamara, I think Tamara, there was an element of her being herself, a clown. I think there was. There I was think she performative. is naturally, yeah, she's very naturally kind of like a no filter type of person. But I did notice her talking over Kara quite a lot. Because um, they went up in pairs. And I think she was actually determined to create a little bit of a, oh, little cute sister act. Big sister, little sister. This will entertain Rue. Mm. And, uh, you know, good intentions, of course. Grab grab Rue's attention. However, I do want to grab really on, pay off. Yeah, I do want to grab onto that because that actually did lead on to another moment. Mm. There's another person that, um, again, kind of stood out in the other way, which was... Alexis and beautiful, mm. lovely Alexis. Yeah. Who, in my opinion, kind of, I, I don't want to say freezes because she doesn't freeze, but there's something about her being in front of RuPaul that I just, maybe it's just her in general, but it's, mm. it just becomes intimidating. I feel there's an intimidation and, okay, I got I to gotta just survive this interaction and the one thing that i've got from her interactions with people and rupaul in general mm. is that she's very easily phased by people's opinions yeah. so she goes up there with her idea what she wants to do and the second that they say oh you know maybe that's not the best idea or mm. something of that that you know that nature she automatically goes into self-doubt like immediately goes and stuff. And like yeah. it, it showed like last episode, like, like it, she's a trained dancer and ballet is one of the hardest dance. That's so damn technical ballet. Mm -hmm. You know, ballet, as I've said before, it's, it's very right or wrong. There are other types of dances where you can add in your own flavor. Mm -hmm. You add in your own kind of like groove and it makes, it, it can enhance a performance, you know, jazz, jazz, funk, you know, hip-hop a contemporary everything is you and the kind of soul that you can add to it the movements you can add to that style of dance but with ballet there's a right and wrong and so you're very very perfect in your movements and so for her to question her own performance coming from a dance background from someone who wasn't a dancer I don't know how you were well, phased by that so maybe, much. Maybe that's why. Maybe ballet instilled very like perfectionistic tendencies in her. And maybe if she doesn't meet a certain high standard, 
it's kind of like a black and white approach. She's quite dichotomous with her thinking. It's like, yeah, but I don't mean that's meet that standard. I failed. Yeah, but a high standard. Like, for, I'm not not to read Didi, but you are not the authority of high standards when it comes to dance. So I don't know why she like, yeah, if someone critiqued you who was a, a ballet teacher or ballet, you know, in, in the field of ballet, then take it personally, but not from someone who doesn't know the craft. Well, maybe she was already criticizing herself because even though her performance was fab, she did stumble at the end. And yeah, maybe, you're maybe, right. Maybe again, her perfectionistic tendencies made her focus more on that, that one slip up than the rest of the fabulous Absolutely. I think, yeah, that can be a big part of it because I remember, as a dancer, especially if you're doing it professionally, your job professionally? is professionally. Your job is to look in that mirror and go over and over and over a movement. And if you're not being critiqued by your teacher, you're being critiqued. You're being critiqued by your peers. And then if your peers aren't around, to be honest, you're, you're being critiqued by yourself. Uh-huh. And Absolutely. you're drilling you it over. Yeah, you're drilling you that movement over and over in that mirror. And everything is about self-correction. Yeah, that's that's what that's what you do. It's in, and it's. It's just endless. It's endless. So I, I can see how, as a dancer, you yeah. can easily believe others. But, you know, pick and choose who you get the feedback from. <laughs> well, I remember when I was in a show and then someone who was not a good dancer, in my opinion, tried to critique me. And I really came for I really I went at him. Imagine. I really went at him to you the really, point. You really, really went there. <laughs> to the point where other cast members were saying, Bolo, you need to apologize. That was really mean. <laughs> that was really mean what you did. You need to apologize. I'm not going to apologize. How, how did he think he can come up to me and critique me <laughs> on something performance related when he can't even move his... I was like... I was like <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> I, I was not taking it, and it really, it really did. It really caused the big riff in that cast. But it is what it is. You said what you said. Good I, for you. I said what I, I said. What I said. Yeah. Now let's talk about people who say what they say because mm. there was a lovely bit of drama, and I think we need to dissect this because it's the only piece of drama that I've seen so far, and it's Caramel and. Tamara Thomas, they kind of go over that whole interaction that they had with RuPaul and the uh, Vogue editor. Yeah, Edward. So uh, I've kind of half dissected it already because we did observe that Tamara was kind of just talking over um, Cara. And I think to understand Cara's point of view, you've really got to put yourself in her shoes. She went to fashion school. She's speaking to the editor-in-chief of British Vogue. Um and I think she really wanted to have a really nice conversation and kind of, you know, show her stuff and talk about her concept and really enjoy that conversation. Whereas Tamara in I, Tamara did not have ill intent in this scene, I don't think. I don't think Tamara was trying to make her sister look silly or anything. Tamara wanted to have a bit of fun and be playful, but it did misfire. And, you know, I don't blame Cara for feeling undermined in this situation. So it blows up a bit. I think, you know, these girls are sisters. <laughs> they, they, we know they're close sisters. They're going to talk it out later and they'll be fine. They're sleep deprived. They're stressed. They're hungry. They probably need a wee. All these things. It just all, all comes together to create a bit of drama and tension. Okay. And that's why you think that they had that moment. Yeah. It's... You know what? I can't help but think, is this some type of pre-rehearsed drama? Okay, it did cross my mind. It did cross my mind. I can't help. They live together. They know the show. They know that you need to create moments on TV. 
I can't help but think, but have thinking or thought during that whole interaction. Is this staged? I could be wrong, but I thought Tamara's kind of shock and disbelief that she'd upset Kara felt genuine, but I could be wrong. I can understand, like, if I was to, you know, really go into the argument with the whole, you know, I I believe in what's happening here. I believe that this is a genuine fight. I can understand Caramel being angry because... Totally, I can. If you go to school for fashion and there's someone there who was the authority of fashion... Yeah. You want to make an impression, and totally. and it's something that's really important to you. And to have someone really talk down to you know about you in front of that person, it's uh, it pissed me off. It's for if this is, I don't care who you are, or if or, or, if you're my friend mm-hmm. or my best friend or whatever, you need to have my back no matter what, especially when there's something important happening. And then afterwards, come to me and be like, girl, I have no idea what happened. Can you remind me? Mm. And then we can talk about it later, you know, but you you should only have my back in front of other people. And I think that's something that would have pissed me off is is that little moment of like, girl, just have my back. You can see, can you read the room, read the room, (laughs) have my, read my face, have my back and then back it up. I totally get that. But I I think... I think Tamara genuinely thought she was doing a good thing and like doing, oh, this is like a little big sister, little sister skit and we're going to entertain RuPaul and he's going to remember both of us. And it misfired. Yeah. It really did. But I get where you're coming from. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the winner of this whole situation was really Kate Butch. Well, Linda. It was Linda the horse. <laughs> She's like, well, so then she said to her, <laughs> you have seen me in clothes that I've made before. <laughs> that was really fun. Linda but, has now had more screen time than the shade tree. One thing is, that I, I think the language plays a big part here. It's what Tamara should have said or could have said is instead of saying i've never seen a dress you've made she should have said i can't remember a dress that you've made i can't remember you telling me about that dress because then that that would change things during the conversation and after yes that would change things that would have changed the whole that would change everything because her saying i've never seen you made a dress is saying that you're lying it's it's really it's really closing off the validity of the statement of what you're saying that you've you've made dresses before and if you're there to supposed to back her up and then you're saying no i haven't you're gonna feel like shit you're gonna feel like okay um i think tamara could have probably (laughs) she got a bit on the defensive when kara explained how she felt as well and she could have been a bit bit quicker to apologize maybe it would have just shut the whole situation down yeah yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing these fashions, though. Hearing about some of their inspo is quite fun. I'm hearing, you know, names like Westwood and Chanel. Tom, being when will we ever get through a UK season without <laughs> anyone mentioning my inspiration as Vivian Westwood? Well, Banksy moved quite quickly away from Westwood <laughs> slash Moschino to Chanel. So she's just running oh, she's, the whole gamut. She's just naming designers at this week. point. <laughs> she's just naming designers. Yeah, can't wait to see what she's done. Though, What's the other one that starts with an L? Uh, yeah, I'm also going for Louis Vuitton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a, with a hint of, um, let's let's go with Mugler. There's some, <laughs> some really interesting concepts. We're seeing a bit of Grace Jones from Michael Maruli. An interesting, like, Rihanna-esque long do-rag uh, with Naomi. Yes, and we've um, seen Simone yes. model 
a beautiful example in her season. Very beautiful. So I, I just want to crack on with the runway. Here we go. We're going to be seeing the looks now. The category is what? Pet Shop Girls Couture, and I'm very excited. We're starting off with Kate here. Talk to me. So Kate looks pretty fab, I think. I love this uh, mixed patchwork animal print wiggle dress she's wearing. She It fits her curves beautifully. She's accessorized. Um, she looks like a, a barmaid from the Rover's Returns in Coronation Street who's hit the runway. Or like taken it, you know, from, from I, the, the era is very 50s to me. Oh, late 60s. No, sorry. Like early 60s wiggle dress. That's what I'm seeing. Sorry, get my ears mixed up. I think she looks gorge. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's a lot of different uh, materials. There's a different she, patterns. She embraced the materials. She embraced the materials. She embraced the materials. Um, or does she disgrace the materials? No. No, I love this. I, I think- love the overall look and it's campy and it works because she's campy. But if you can you imagine a queen, for example, like Violet Chachki wearing this? I don't think we'd I be think saying the Violet same thing. Violet would wear the shit out of this, actually. Well, yeah, she, it's very much her era. Violet, like, bad example. But she's just, she wouldn't get <laughs> Thing work. I just it looked like it looked a bit messy. Well, can but I tell you I love why, Kate. why I think it works for me? Yeah, I think because clashing, you love Kate. And I love you, Kate. It's a bias, but the, no, it's actually I think the clashing prints work because the silhouette's clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say there's a lot of different patterns, but over it's, it's nice. Oh, suddenly she agrees with me. No, that's what I was trying to say. Okay, you got okay. really defensive. Let's move on to the next. I was one. also getting I'm defending real, my Kate. Okay? okay, I was also getting really strong Jinx Monsoon finale vibes with Monet Exchange. Oh, okay, 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 girl. So, yeah. Next up, we have Banksy. What do you think? I think Banksy looks fantastic. This is so chic. I love it. Um, so there's busy patterns, but she's she's it works because it's all monochromatic. It's all black and white. So there's the patterns of the hankies that she's wearing as little capelets. She's got this lovely little sort of pussy bow blouse with the mini skirt in this. I love houndstooth, dogtooth print. Um, very Chanel. Uh, as she says, um, I'm thinking particularly there is some gorgeous Chanel houndstooth to- uh, coats from 2019. Just really, really chic. Love it. She just she looks like a clothes rack of lots of different materials in the shape of an outfit. Oh, okay. I no, think she looks fantastic. That's from my unfashioned eye. That's what I'm seeing. I yeah, think okay. she looks great. Unfashioned. Okay. You heard it here, guys. <laughs> he, said- <laughs> he said it. Um, I, I love the movement. There's there's shape. I think she looks great. She does not look like a pile of, of materials. She looks fab. Okay, cool. There's wow. legs as well. Next up, we have Caramel. First of all, back it up. I was not reading Banksy. Um, Banksy's listening and she knows I what you're I was trying doing. to describe what I was seeing and it was there assembled in a beautiful silhouette. Listen, Banksy, I know you're listening, okay? <laughs> I am a fashionista like you, okay? He is not. I am Just fashion. I me. am pure white couches, okay? <laughs> Gucci. I am Versace. Gucci. I am Prada. Limos. Did I really say fashion? <laughs> um, next up's Caramel. And I mean, th- that mug, for starters. What beauty. Um, Excuse the beauty. Yeah, will not. Um, so we saw her in the runway actually having to put a lot of work into this corset where she was hand gluing these feathers. And I really love the corset, actually. Uh, it's giving me that uh, that McQueen dress um, for the FKA Twigs wore. It's giving me Jean-Paul Gaultier, that Dana International dress. Loving all the McCaw feathers. I, I think my favourite part is the bustier and the 
I, and she said she ran out of feathers, basically, didn't she? She would have, or time. I'm sure she would have loved to create, add some feathers to the skirt. Mm. Um, so like, it, it, oh, she looks gorgeous, don't get me wrong, but it looks a little bit like it runs out and there's like an abrupt stop. Okay. See, because your eyes fashion, that's what you see. To my unfashioned eyes, I thought that it was purposeful. I think okay. this looks amazing. I love how it changes and it kind of, Looks a bit like feathers in the way that it swishes. It looks great. It looks nice. The only thing that I don't like is I can see the strap of the parrot, and that makes that takes away from the actual beauty of the whole thing. But you know, you can look past that. This is an, I love it. I think she adapted really well to running out of feathers in time. The overall effect is is really fab. Don't get me wrong. And that that parrot is camp. I'm loving the parrot. Yeah, I hope the parrot has a name. Polly. Oh, how original! <laughs> Spring. <laughs> Sorry, floral for spring. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Um, out comes Ginger Johnson. And she's given me all the gem and the holograms I need. When you actually look at this... So she said she was going to make a trench coat to begin with. And she clearly changed her mind and made a wrap dress. But I love gem and the holograms. And the, the, the cut of this is gem's classic wrap dress that's what she's wearing mm. but out of a really tough to work with like snakeskin pvc type of material i think she's made a fab chic garment here she's nipped in her waist yeah. this big nina hagen meets toya wilcox hair is just fab as well i love the outfit i think that her face is just painted so good she's really good there's something about the front part of that beautifully obnoxious wig (laughs) it's obnoxious isn't it i love it yeah there's something about that front part of it the way that it sits in the in, in is it a front. bit boxy uh, yeah, it's, and it's you would have liked it a bit it's teased style, out yes I've always just styled yeah, a yeah. bit more it could have looked yeah. nice it just looked a bit uh, to me but everything else especially the outfit for me is is great it's the makeup is great. do you know what always gives 80s pushing your your blusher up into your temple mm. that's like the easiest way to give us 80s and she's done okay. exactly that I like the look. She looks so good, really good. Next up, we have Alexis St. Pete. Now, we saw poor Alexis having quite the struggle in the workroom and basically starting from scratch again. Um, so all, all things considered, she's created a garment. She's worked, there, is, there are clothes on her body and she's created this super duper fun storyline. Um, These this, are materials <laughs> and they are on my body and know, I'm this, wearing it on the runway. This, this dead goldfish story is cracking me up. So she's absolutely making the best of it. You know, she does look good. She's showing off that body of hers and she's created a simple like fishnet dress. Like... It's nice. It's it's simple. It's I just, like it. It's it's lovely. Don't get me wrong. It's just not as elevated as some of the other things we've seen. But I like it. I it's, like I, it. It's nice. It's just not like, you know, it's just not like haute couture. It's it's nice. I like it. And the the fish the fish dead fish story is cracking me up. It's great. Next up, we oh God, we got Naomi Carter. <laughs> well, Naomi, like my first thing is, I mean, I mean, I love the braids. That's my favorite part of this whole presentation and her attitude. She is walking out with some some swag here, but I'm just disappointed that the do rag concept didn't come together because that's what I was looking forward to. I was thinking like, yes, Rihanna on the red carpet, and that's not what we've got in the end. I don't think there's anything that we can say that our lovely, insightful Naomi Carter won't disagree with. Well, she's saying it. She walks down the runway, bless her. This is, I mean, this, you know, like, is not the best look. 
she, it's, it's 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 up there with Jiggly Caliente's um, <laughs> post-apocalyptic. It's a look. little more edited than Jiggly's, <laughs> but like, look, let's. Look it's up, up there with Tia Coffee's look. Actually, I think I think Tia, you've uh, if you stood next to Naomi, you might look fashion, Mama. I, I am pretty sure <laughs> I am on record saying that Tia actually looked fine. Yeah. She just was up against some stiff competition. Um, so what has she made? So there's some neon coloured fabrics here that are, I'm going to say, arranged in a sort of two-piece formation. Okay. Is, why are her arms silver? It's like she's... No, paint- she's, it's, she's not used to the studio lights and she's not matched it to the, uh, the colour of the She looks like Jax from Mortal Kombat, <laughs> like with a silver arm. It's, it's, she might have put a bit of shimmer or something on there that's reflecting the light. I think she has, actually, but it means that she mismatches her tights, which are a darker shade. Do you know what? I'm which- really excited. I, we get to see Naomi lip-sync this episode and I want to see what she's got. Uh, do we know that for certain? <laughs> Tom, I don't need to see any more looks to know oh, that this is Naomi, definitely going to be lip sync worthy. Naomi is so adorable and has such a lovely energy, but I'm sorry, my darling, this isn't it. It's so funny that there's a potential for her, her to be in the bottom, and usually how it goes in the episode is that they get a lot of airtime because mm. they're leaving or that they are in the bottom. She is, in my opinion, getting the La Fille She's a bit hidden edit. in the edit, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's, she's getting hidden mm. in the edit a lot. Um, which is you know quite sad because I think she does have a great personality and I think it deserves so seeing. So let's see what happens. But um, yeah. Next up, we have Dee Delicious. Do you think that she's lived up to your expectations or what she can provide or deliver? I do. I do. I think this outfit. Um, there's there's several elements that I love. So I think she's serving kind of like you know Cruella Deville dressed by Nolan Miller. There's these uh. Uh, there's this monochromatic kind of zebra print th- theme going on. I think her shape is beautifully accentuated. I think she has embraced the materials. Embraced the materials. The way that she's used those kind of like uh, doggy collar hood things to create um, shoulder pads is pretty ingenious, I think. And she's shown lots of personality on stage and giving us a little performance. I think she's done fab. She's done more than fab. She's done a brilliant she's job. She's done really well. I really love the well. silhouette. I love the creativity. Mm. And I love that she's matched it with the dog. It's great. Totally. I love it. She's, I love it. She's really done herself proud. And next we have Tamara Thomas, who <laughs> Didi was trying to gently assist uh, in the was workroom. She? she told her to nip that waist in and to not let it wear her. Now, Tamara, to her credit, that mug is beat, that hair is bouncing, and she is modelling the heck out of this. She is really giving great energy. Now, Absolutely. She's creating wind in the hair effect. She really is. Like, I, I believed for a few moments that it was a wind machine, but she's creating that wind. She's got a great walk and lovely energy. The garment itself is a corset with a lot of things stuck to it, which unfortunately loses her shape. So... I, you know, I'm sure she started off with this lovely concept of, you know, the plumes and the, the ruffles and they're going to accentuate and flare at the hips and, yeah. you know, at the top of the bust and stuff. But she's lost the shape in the middle, so it looks mm. quite boxy. And when she turns round, it just looks like there's a huge bit missing because um, we can see her lovely bum bum. Yeah, yeah. I, I see it. it looks messy at the back 
messy at the sides. It's a lovely yellow dress with pink stuff glued to it that mm. doesn't look purposeful or seamless. It reminds me of like, um, you know, when you go on a holiday and you get a cocktail and they just put in like loads of like drink decorations and stuff like fans and feathers and things like that. It's a bit like <laughs> that all glued to a corset. Is that, is that horrible? Yeah, let's move on before you continue. <laughs> Michael Maruli is just... It's like she dipped herself in blue, gorgeous paint mm. and came up because this dress is just mounted. It's mounted on her and it's really it's hugging her. And I, it's, it's, she, like the, it's like Mystique and X-Men. There is How that actually, it just really just kind of reptilian blue. Absolutely. It's gorgeous. Mm. She looks like a sexy nun <laughs> with, with that, you know. With Everybody's that, favorite yeah. archetype, the sexy nun. I think she's done herself really proud here. I think she looks really fab. She didn't big herself up as much of a seamstress, but she's done a great job here. Now, I can see the Grace Jones inspiration, because obviously Grace Jones is quite the muse for Azadine Alaya. And Azadine Alaya, one of his signatures was was hooded pieces. Um, and I can you can picture Grace Jones in that purple dress, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, but also, um, I mean, Hood's made a real resurgence last year, actually. Um, but they're another uh, they're another staple of YSL. Um, they've done a lot of hoods over the the decades as well. So she's given me that kind of like classic mystical haute couture vibe. That's good. She she looks like a a witch, and I can't quite tell if she's a good witch or a bad witch. The thing I love about it is that. I kind of had a feeling that she would be able to be an old school queen mm-hmm. where this is something that you had to do. You had to make your own things. A lot of the newer queens today get designers to make their stuff. But, you know, when we, whenever we chat or we learn about or mm-hmm. the, the drag queens who did it before the show, they had to make, they had to make their own stuff. They did it on a shoestring budget and they made it work. Exactly. And- Michael's really done herself proud here. Not not just Michael. Next up, we have Vicky, and I'm loving this outfit as well. It's very, um, I mean, it's Barbie. It's yep. very Barbie. It's just sexy corset, lovely patterns. The hat I've seen on her before with the blue. She's had it in one of her other <laughs> outfits. Um, it's hat, Hollywood glamour, old school by the pool. I mean, she sums it up, you know, very Malibu Barbie inspired. Um, it's given me that 2015 Moschino runway. Um, it's it's kind of a couple of separate pieces, actually, because it's a bralette with a corset and a, and a skirt and a hat. But she's pulled it together to be to be really nice and cohesive. Uh, I think overall, lovely. It, uh, yeah, the use of the pattern is really, really good. Um, I, I think she looks great. Well done, Queens, especially for episode two. Now, I'm going to ask you, who are your top two? Two. Or three. 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 Top three and your bottom two. I think my top three are probably uh, Banksy. Mm-hmm. Maybe DD and Michael. If I have to pick three, that's who it is. My three is Dee Dee, Michael, and Vicky. Okay, okay. The bottom two, without a doubt, for me is um, Naomi Carter and, and Thomas. T- Thomas. <laughs> Who's Thomas? Tamara Thomas. Uh, I fully agree. I do fully agree. Yeah. I think, I think the caliber this week has been really, really high. Um, I think the girls have done a fab job and I've really, really enjoyed this runway. 
if I were to pick another person who's going to be bottom three but not bottom two, I think it's Alexis. Okay. Only because it's more simple. Okay. She doesn't look bad at all, but the caliber's really high this week. All right. Okay. If you say so, but um, yeah, let's lock it in. Wow, congratulations to Banksy, who's I, won this one. One of my absolute faves of the week. I, 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 she just looked amazing. I could tell that Didi was really hungry for the win. And do you know what? She would have been another really worthy winner of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Bit of surprise at some of the safe placements. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm really shocked that Thomas was in the top. I'm also shocked that Kara was in the bottom. I thought that was quite undeserved, if mm. you ask me. Uh, there was... Well, <laughs> Samara should have been there instead of her. Really? Anyway, they loved it, and she served. She served on the runway. Yeah, okay, but, she did. But, Tamara know, ate the runway. I've got Ginger and Michael sitting in untucked. This know? is very much a Georgia's situation. Not quite, because Georgia's was given the win. Yeah, but it's not. You know, well, in, in terms that she was really favoured in the in the challenge in the makeup, sorry, in the design challenge when yeah. she made something quite, you know. Basic and nothing against Samara, but like, how are you sitting next to Vicky and Michael and Ginger and your what you made? As but I don't get it, I don't get it. But then you, you know, know like, fashion's not my it's, thing, it's totally. You know, it's not down to Tamara, the judges like what they like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the bottom two this week is you know, we, we saw it coming, Naomi Carter, Bless and then the bottom with her is Alexa Saint. I thought she'd be low safe, but there she is. Let's talk about the lip sync. What do you, you know? What the lip sync taught me this that there still is another queen there, there because She's the angles there. were just really weird. It was a, for a millisecond you'll see something and then it automatically changes. So I thought you said that this that that queen was taken out before this, but it seems to me that she's definitely still in the I, episode. I, I th- my like I've not done some huge deep dive, but I thought it was this episode but clearly yeah. not because right. there's, there's definitely a person being blocked and cut away from on the left hand side yeah. of the back row what did you think about the lip sync uh really high energy and fun um i'm less familiar with this charlie xcx song but it was fun um i i i was really drawn to um naomi a lot of the time i thought she was giving like fun girl to club energy and she was really working those braids which i really enjoyed um, what do you think of Alexis? I thought Alexis did a great job, mm-hmm. really. There's a moment where her heel got stuck in the outfit. In the netting. And yeah. um, I, I love that she found her way to the floor and danced her way to putting the shoe on. I thought that was like definitely good recovery, someone, yeah, good recovery mm. and someone who's, you know, who's well-versed on a <laughs> stage and outfit mistakes and yeah. how to fix them in front of people. It was admirable, that yeah. recovery. I, I did like that recovery. I mean, she turned, she, she did a split. I, I do want to say um, her turns did go... It wasn't straight on. She did kind of, like, lose her spot. Okay, but okay. I, I do find it really accurate because... What we see is her turning, starting center stage, mm-hmm. and she starts turning more to stage right. Mm-hmm. 
but that's where the judges are. So yes, in my is. mind, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she, you know, and what we want to see, we want to see her turning towards the camera, mm-hmm. you know. But then if she's performing to the judges, she's starting center stage. She is naturally going to want to go towards where she's performing to. So to me, sense. I'm like, well, yeah, if she was going to go to a, you know, off center, it will be towards the people she's performing to. Mm-hmm. And then her split, you know, she corrected her split. Uh, I mean, this is me just getting a bit like nitty gritty. I did like her movements and the variation of her movements more. Mm-hmm. I do think that she did more than um, Naomi, it's, but I do yeah, okay. love the fun that came from Naomi yes. um, as well. So yeah. I appreciated both of their performances. Who am I going to choose to keep? I want to see a bit more of Alexis. I'm going to choose Naomi. I just think she won the lip sync, even though they both did fab, and I really enjoyed it. Oh, bye-bye, Alexis. That was... <laughs> goodbye to little Alexis. Mm. She had lovely energy, didn't she? Very sweet, very naturally funny. Amazing performer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But she's our pork chop of the season. That's a good thing, really. It is. Better than second out. Better than second or third (laughs) out, okay? You will be remembered. Yeah. So you have that, okay? Mm -hmm. You have that. (laughs) Feel your feelings, then remember legacy. Remember my name, because you're going to see me hanging in the (laughs) Hall of Fame. Okay, episode two. Our tops at the moment, we got Banksy and Vicky Vivacious. With a win each. With a win each. Next week is a girl group challenge. I am looking forward to that. So make sure that you join us here next week. Make sure to follow our Instagrams, our Twitter for more information, or to see what we post, which, you know, it's quite quite a lot on our Insta. <laughs> if you haven't read um, written us a review, pay, feel free to do so on Spotify, yeah. on Apple Podcasts. And it'll get you a shout out. Absolutely. So this is Paulo. And Dr. Tom. See you guys very soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.